0: Alright, here we go. Just what the doctor ordered. Another podcast from a white guy that absolutely nobody asked for. Why? Because, uh, I'm starved for attention. Uh, I can't land a talent agent, and I'm too fucking poor to make the movies my student debt collectors wish I was making. The rich are getting richer, the poor are dying off. I don't know, the next great war seems pretty fucking imminent, so fuck it. The world's on fire and we're out here roasting marshmallows, right? My name's Michael. No, not that one. Play the theme song. Geron Media proudly presents My Favorite Failure So how do I do this thing? Where do I begin? I feel like every podcast has some semblance of what it wants to be and I don't think I'm any different. I definitely have a theme that I'm running with here. I'm reminded of a poem by Shel Silverstein called Falling Up. I'm sure a lot of you remember it. We were all kids once upon a time. It's basically about a kid who trips and instead of eating shit and grinding her teeth where the sidewalk ends, falls up and up and up. And I think, I think that's what My Favorite Failures wants to be. I think it wants to be a show that examines this idea of failing into success Not falling into it, because falling into success suggests that it's all dumb luck, when in reality, we're all constantly working to be good at what we care about. And there are people who we look up to, who we wonder, how the fuck did they get so good? How the hell did they become so, so noteworthy? And why am I not? Why can't I catch a break? What am I doing wrong? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that you're probably doing all the same things wrong that they were doing to start out with. They just figured out a way to get around that. So that's what we're going to be examining in this show. We're going to be talking to people that you probably look up to in some capacity. People who are doing the things you wish you were doing or know deep down inside that you can do, but you're just not doing it the way you want to be. And they're going to tell you about times that they fucked up. Proper fucked up. Things that they needed to fix and change about themselves and their approach in order to become the people that we know and love. Our celebrities, our influencers, our, 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 our captains of industry, uh, people with businesses that are thriving, restaurants that book every single night out, musicians, artists, lawyers, fuck it, anyone. You tell me who you want to hear from and we'll talk to them. We will help you feel seen by your heroes. Because guess what? It's not all fucking good luck. Sometimes we all fuck up. And you deserve to feel like you're not the only one. Especially in an age that demands positivity from you. Yeah, it's good for business putting on a smiling face, going on social media, posting about what a great fucking time you're having, how you went to the Bahamas, or how you accomplished your goals that you've been working towards for so long. Just to not make a single dollar off of them but sometimes just doing the thing feels good so that's important it doesn't change the fact that everything we do these days has to be done with an air of positivity even in the hardest of times because the hardest of times are valuable it's the shit that we go through it's the really bad fucking times we have to put up with that shape us And teach us to overcome problems. So, we're gonna listen to some pretty fucking cool people over the next few episodes of this show, and they're going to help you feel like you're not so alone. And you know what? I'll give it a fucking go. I'll tell you a fucking story. I'll tell you about a time that I really screwed up, because we all have things that haunt us, we all have things that we think about every single day, things that are hard to talk about, things we don't like to acknowledge. And you know what? It's Valentine's Day. We're recording this on February 14th, 2020. I could tell you about my professional failings, and that's not really all that interesting, because I've done a bunch of different jobs in many different industries, and none of them are going to teach you a damn thing. Uh, I haven't learned a fucking thing from any of these gigs. I've quit more jobs than I've actually had. So on Valentine's Day today, let's talk about failings in life and in love, and valuable lessons learned. Um, this is a story that I don't really tell a lot of people. I don't open up about very often, um, because, uh, I judge myself for it, and I'm still actively learning every single day from this mistake. But, uh, let's talk about love. Uh, it's a hard thing to come by. It's, it's rare, and it's, it's, it's magical when it happens. Um, I've been through my fair share of breakups, and I had gone through a really bad one once upon a time a few years back. And it was one of those breakups where you spend years with a person firmly believing that that's what the rest of your life is going to look like, and then suddenly they're gone, and you have no idea what in the hell you're going to do. Uh, Every single night is spent drinking and trying to drown your sorrows and forgetting about this person. You're throwing away the gifts they gave you. You're, you're beating yourself up and, and, and staying up every single night, uh, losing sleep, uh, following their social media, trying to keep up and wondering what the hell you can do to get them back because there's no one else out there for you, right? Well, I think we all know that that's never really true. And after I was done getting over this breakup, someone else finally came along and I didn't think that I was ready to meet anyone else. Or fall in love again, but I was proven wrong by this angel of a human being who I met of all places uh, on a dating app, which is always kind of embarrassing to admit, right? But we met, we started talking, and I'm a weird fucking guy. I say things I shouldn't. I do things that make people uncomfortable, and she still found a way to accept me. And not just accept me, but sort of give as good as she got. I would say something stupid, and she would fire back on all cylinders with something just as goofy and we uh we met up and at the time I was working on a tv show it was the first tv show I ever actually worked on I was a production assistant and those hours were really long and really rough and at the time my uh my parents were in Poland my dad is from Poland and they were visiting his family and I was house sitting for them and this girl and I ended up playing house at my parents' place and at her place, and it was it was one of those relationships where it's 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 an instant connection. Everything is much bigger. Your whole life feels uh, your 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 whole life just just just. Oh man, <laughs> it's a lot being with someone who you really connect with um, who makes you understand what love really feels like. It it changes your entire perception of the world around you like you're on a drug, which you very much are, chemically speaking, but it goes beyond that. And we spent every waking minute that we weren't at our respective jobs together for three months. And then one day she disappeared on me, kind of suddenly and it was everything that i could do to try and contact her that drove me insane and when i finally did get a hold of her she confided in me that she was sick very sick the kind of sick that most people diagnosed with what she had don't bounce back from The kind of sick that might stop you from being able to start a family and have babies, uh, which she desperately wanted to do. And anyone who knows me knows that I desperately want to be a dad someday. So we had had that conversation. And the reason she bailed on me was because she knew that it wasn't something she was going to be able to give me based on her diagnosis. at the end of the day I told her that I didn't care about that because I didn't love the idea of kids more than I loved her um, so we made it work I went to the doctor with her we talked about our future and what it would look like in the worst of times and during this process I was still working on the TV show I had to I've been working my ass off for a damn near decade now trying to catch a break in media production and this was my first step it was my foot in the door and I couldn't afford to fuck it up and she understood that it killed me every single day to be on that set while I knew she was going through this thing through this illness I cherished every second that I had with her, but knowing what I know now, sometimes work and personal ambition needs to take a back seat. She disappeared one final time right around New Year's Eve that year. She had to go back home to her parents She needed to see an oncologist and plan a surgery. She had coincidentally lost her own fiancé a year before all of this started happening to her. He died in a horrible car accident a week before their wedding, So she was just as floored by falling in love with me as I was falling in love with her. Neither of us really thought that that was a thing that could happen to us again. So when she left, I have to imagine it was just as hard, if not harder, for her than it was for me to be the one being left. But it was only after she was gone that I realized how much time I dedicated to living on set, 14-hour days, 16-hour days, hours that could have been spent with the woman I loved, who I ultimately had to propose to over the phone. She of course said yes, because I'm such a swell fella. But then the phone calls stopped coming, and she needed space after her surgery while she was recovering. I wanted to go see her, but she wouldn't tell me what hospital she was at. She wouldn't let me come and suffer with her. She didn't want to put me through that. I didn't hear from her ever again. I went into denial. for months people just assumed that she had gone off to live her own life hell, my parents don't even know that this situation even ever occurred I never once brought it up to them I'm sure they have some semblance of an idea but it's a conversation we've never had so mom and dad, if you're listening to this I am incredibly sorry that this is the first time you're hearing my voice say these words The woman I was dead certain I was going to marry and spend the rest of my life with died sometime in March. Just a couple months later, after the last time I saw her. I found out in May of that year, three months later, her dad called me. The worst part is is that my shitty phone bricked on me right around that time and I'm too fucking poor to afford the iCloud, so all my photos with her disappeared. The only thing that I have left Is the last voicemail she sent me. That's all I have to remember her by. Now. That's a. That's a fucking bummer. (laughs) Thank you for listening and putting up with that. I guess the takeaway is. I learned a lesson about opening my heart again to someone after having it broken. And yeah, I had it broken again, but I did learn that my priorities were kind of fucked for a long time, that no personal achievement in, in business is more valuable than the time that we have with the people we love and we all have this habit of taking things for granted because when you have something, you're not thinking about how you're going to lose it or when you're going to lose it or even if you're going to lose it. You have the thing and you hold on to it and you enjoy it for what it's worth, but sometimes we stop trying as hard as we used to and sometimes we even stop caring as much as we did because we assume that that thing is going to be there no matter what. I didn't have that. With the girl that I loved. I knew what the situation was going to be, but in those moments, you find a way to be hopeful and just pray to whatever out there is listening is going to make things better for you. That doesn't work. Praying doesn't do anything besides make us feel better about our own thoughts and circumstances. This is not one of those situations that hard work could fix because cancer's a motherfucker and is going to take whatever it wants. But I did grow and I did learn, and my heart is still open. I will always remember her. I will never forget the times that we had together. Moving forward, I'm going to continue striving day in and day out to accomplish the things that I know that I'm capable of doing because that's what she would have wanted for me but you can bet your ass that I'm not going to take my loved ones for granted and I try the best that I can to balance my work life and my personal life which is something we all need to remember to do to not get lost in the sauce to not get caught up in our social media to not get caught up in our personal passions and endeavors, when at the end of the day, you can't take that shit with you to the grave. All we have are our memories. When we're laying there on our deathbeds, the only things we have are our memories. And yes, yes, fight, work, strive to be great, do the things that you want to do, live for yourself. But remember that the people who choose to love you, choose to love you. They don't have to be there. And they won't always be. We're off to a rough start with this opening episode, folks. But I just need to introduce you to the idea that failing is a thing that you can learn from and that you will survive. If I can survive that shit, you will survive not getting that promotion. You will survive not getting that gig. You will survive not winning that award you will do good shit but you cannot get discouraged you will fail just as everyone you admire before you has failed but as long as you're willing to learn something from those failures you will succeed and that's my time folks thank you for listening the next episode i promise will be far more entertaining and far more upbeat We will be starting off this season proper with Chaz Cardigan, musical artist signed to Capitol Records. Tune in for that. This kid's really going to go places. That's enough of my sad ass. You folks go fuck off and do something good.